cliffcentral.com Good morning everybody <laughs> Yes, Thursday is here. Good morning. Let's go. Let's get your day off to the right start. Truly there's only one way to start a show today. What's that? Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's oh, the first of the month. That's right. <laughs> Should have known. Should have started with that. Good morning, Pumilele. And it was just discovered Bone Thugs and Harmony. What has he been doing there? What, what kind of an education have you given this child? <laughs> He's only 16. Shame, man. Uh, He's uh... only 16. He's just discovering. It's so funny. He's just discovering MF Doom. He's just discovering. And I have to say to him every time, it's like, Mommy, Mommy, the song is I have to say to him, Okay, I've, I, I've been around. You know this stuff, this. right? I have. I, I was born in the 1900s, son. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the 1900s. These these kinds of things. I have to say to him, actually, you can try me. I, we really love music. Really love music. And like you can try me. Anything before 2007 in any genre, I've probably... What is that? Echo? No, it's an echo. There was okay. an echo in the background. I've sorted it out. So now he's on a he's on a mission. Do you know this song? But isn't there something really cool about telling someone about a song that they thought you you didn't know, or that, <laughs> or that you could teach them for the first? Like I love nothing more than if there's somebody I like, a friend, uh, you know, somebody I really care about, and they say to me, "I've never heard or I've never seen that." I'm like, well, uh, you haven't watched. You haven't watched Star Wars. Well, are you in for some fun? Let me tell you. Get ready something. for a nine movie marathon. <laughs> or I say to them, right, uh, this happened with uh, some friends of mine over the holidays. Actually, oh wow. I um, this is before I decided to be completely antisocial, Again. which is a whole other story. But I basically we went through some really awesome old music. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that um, that these songs even existed. And I felt so good that I'd, I'd, it was a friend of mine and his girlfriend, and they loved it's, it. It's wonderful. We, it. we, have a, we have a little ritual mm. at our home of Friday night movies. Oh, and, yeah. And I pick one, and he picks one. So nice. we alternate. Right? That's cool. And... The, this is the, that's the, the my moment. That's my moment of blowing his mind with Back uh, to the Future. <laughs> well, or the Golden Child. <laughs> that's some good <laughs> shit, as they say in the classics. It's wonderful. It really is. The person who I still rely on to um, occasionally send me a song I haven't heard in years is Randall. He still sends me like we'll we only send each other a screenshot or a. YouTube link or a Spotify or Apple Music link to a playlist or a song. And then I'll sit there for like half an hour just going, <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Or, and then I'll send him stuff. And it's like a big to and fro. It's fantastic. So have you heard the latest Marley is uh, addition to the music catalog of life? No, tell me. Um, Lauren Hill's son. Yeah. Whose name escapes me now? Uh, he 
She probably called her son Kunta Kinte. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she's like that. And um, really, really cool song that <laughs> Kunta Kinte Marley, Kunta Kinte Hill, which is which is a classic. It's such a beautiful song. Which one? She, I'll remember what it's called now. And and it is classic reggae, right? Like it's reggae. It's it's church music. All right. So I so so one of my mother's. Relatives. Her first cousin died in Jamaica mm. uh, at the end of last year. And for the avoidance of doubt, these are white people, right? But, <laughs> but no, 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 but hang on, because I think this is quite exciting. So I'm busy in a conversation with my sister over the holidays, because now they send us a link to the memorial service. Oh. Okay, so I didn't watch it, and I kind of forgot about it. And then I said to my sister after a while, I'm going to watch this damn thing. And I did. And let me tell you, it was fascinating. First of all, I have cousins. Third, these are my third cousins. Or, sorry, my second cousins once removed. That's what they look like. Oh, man. Okay, these are my, my little uh, second cousins once removed. Oh, man. They have a black father and a white mother. They are as Jamaican as they come. And then this is my mother's... Do they have the twang? The twa- so this is the point that I was getting to, is is the these Jamaicans. This, I want you to hear how my mother's cousin sounds in Jamaica. All right, this accent, I just love this because it just it it's so cool, and and I, I want to meet these people now because I've heard them. It took a death for me to hear them for the first time. <laughs> anyway, listen to this. So this is my mother's cousin in in Jamaica, right? So you have to take time with me. I don't know if I can manage it, but I'll try. David was the son of Gordon and Betty Langdon and the beloved baby brother of Jennifer and Aileen. Our father was a commissioner of police and big on discipline. I mean, this is, isn't that great? (laughs) Like... That accent. Well, uh, here is she. We're going to get together here to celebrate the life of David. And then there was a uh, another cousin who looks like this. She's got like purple hair, purple hair purple which you can imagine. So listen, like- here she is talking about this guy. I just love the way she because this, this, this and just like a real Jamaican church service, by the way. Oh yes, oh, like loads of singing. And I sent this to Eleanor, who you know, <laughs> who used to be at the British Trade Commission. And Eleanor's Jamaican, um, and her mother still lives in Jamaica, but she's uh, she's li- she lives in the UK now. And she said to me, "Oh my God, this is just like all the other Jamaican church-going things that I've ever been to." But listen, listen to what she says about this guy, right? On behalf of myself and Margot, um, we're David's nieces, uh, Celia's brother's children. Anyway, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. So. Let's keep it real, because that's the kind of person Uncle D was. He was a nuanced man, equally temperamental, and by that I mean miserable, as he was magnanimous and kind. He could smoke, cuss, and drink rum like a real Jamaican man. I love that. Like, he could smoke, he could smoke, cuss, and drink rum like a real Jamaican man. So when you brought up Jamaica now, I just suddenly thought, you've got to hear this because I thought you'd appreciate it more than anyone else. I, I, I love, love that accent. You, so my level of ignorance. Yeah. I did not think white people in Jamaica sounded like that. Have this accent. Right. So I, Until I saw a documentary that had one of the last kind of white prime ministers 
of Jamaica. And when he opened his mouth, I was gobsmacked. Yeah, if you close your eyes, you don't know. Right? I was like, yeah. how is this? It's so weird. So this guy. look at this quickly because um, Jack, so Jack McClanty. Somebody just sent us a thing saying that it's YG Marley and the song is called Praise Jar. Ah, it's thank you It's on Spotify. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like old school reggae. It's reggae. Right. Not raga or any of these. So, Reggae. We're talking about these. Reggae, these so, so Jack McAtlantic sent this clip to me, and we didn't get to it uh, the other day. I hope it's still on here. Ryan, won't you reload that clip with the with the funny accents? It's like a bunch of white people, but if you didn't know they were white people, you didn't see them, <laughs> and they're talking about like eating chicken and shit, and it's it's unbelievable. It's like it's just these two white people, and they're busy talking, but you would never think they were white people if you heard them. And I love that because to me. It also, again, just puts paid to all the bullshit that we're like, oh, well, people are different and they'll never get their shit together. I don't like it. I don't like that stuff at all. And when I hear this uh, this family in Jamaica, I just I love that accent. I wish I had it. I said to my mother, <laughs> did, did my grandmother, did your mom have a bit of an accent? She said she had a little twang. It wasn't a lot, but she sounded because I remember listening to her voice from home movies. She sounded very English. Mm. Okay, so there was obviously there was a lot of that, but I think as you go down the generations, I think to understand people and to have yourself understood, there is a homogenization of language. Mm. You can hear it in this country too. Mm. Um, And I'll never forget friends of mine who've moved overseas who suddenly come back and not because they're trying to be special or anything, you know, like a Tebow touch fake American accent, none of that. But they- I'm going to drink coffee. If you, if you go to New York and you say, hi, could I have a coffee? They're not going to know what you want. Coffee is what you want. Uh, could I have a glass of water? You have to kind of make yourself Water's understood. Water is my worst one. Water. Water is my worst one. Why? Like, there's a tea there. I know, <laughs> but, but in, in England, water. You prefer that? <laughs> Do you Someone... remember the guy who was on date my family and had a funny British accent like that? They on date my family. Do you know date my family? I don't know that show. Okay, no. so there's. I, I'm not sure if it's on Mzansi or if it's on Moja Love, but it's on yeah. one of those channels. <laughs> and the whole point of it is, you, <laughs> the the perspective. It's it's like a dating show, but the perspective. Uh, Dates. Okay. If the guy is looking for a date, instead of meeting the girls, yeah. he meets three families or like representatives of the girl. And right. Based on the dinner with those people, he picks which is the girl he's going to go on a date with. Right. So okay, date sense. my family. Sure. Got you. <laughs> but this guy was on that date my family, and he had this water British mm. accent. Yeah. And within, the show is 30 minutes long. Within 15 minutes of the show being on, because here's the other thing about black, black Twitter on Sunday night TV, is you have to watch it with your Twitter. You have yeah, to yeah, watch of course. it with your it's like account. A, it's a two-screen experience. Within 15 minutes, people online had like searched up this guy, found out he was in England for like two days or something ridiculous. Oh, right. So he'd made up the whole accent. Oh, that's funny. I know someone who does that too. And I, I mean, I can't say that that person's a friend, but that's so fake. So two, two quick observations on this. Uh, the first one being that 
Can you tell me what J U N O A H means? J U N O A H. No. Genoa. <laughs> Genoa. So I saw this guy on uh, Instagram yesterday. He's got like, he does these videos where he like helps you understand what, how to speak like an Englishman. <laughs> Genoa Gen- means no. do you do know, you know her? what? Do you know her? <laughs> yeah, do you know her? J U N O A H. Genoa. <laughs> so there's that kind of shit going on. The other thing is I want you to just listen to these white people. Just <laughs> just check this out. And you know we're not racial essentialists on this show, so we don't draw all the attention we can to these things, but this is hilarious. We must toy toy. We can't be eating pizza every day because of load shedding. But they're so definitely from the farms. <laughs> so it's not, it's not the the the, the Zulu she's speaking. It's it's the accent. Kosa. <laughs> Kosa. They're from the farms. Okay, so I I like the accent. They're from the farms. Okay, <laughs> they're from the farms. I can <laughs> tell so you good. now. They're from Izilali. These guys. Izilali. This is, this is how everyone <laughs> around them speaks. We had a guy when I was at school. We had a. A guy that um, transferred to our school from India. Yeah, and he was he, he was I think probably coming, f- and he was going to be in grade ten or something. So he was <laughs> an older guy. Okay, and <laughs> funniest thing in the world to hear this German guy, uh-huh. white German guy who spoke English with an Indian accent because he'd grown up in India. Well, okay, so when I was a, a little kid, I had, my best friend was our domestic worker's son. So I grew up, so I had a bit of, like, I would talk like this some of the time. And then I realized, like, when I spoke to other people's, uh, you know, when I, when I went out and I saw people in the street or whatever – who were not in my environment, they thought I was mocking them and I had mm. to learn very quickly to stop doing that. Mm. Because, and I wasn't trying to be a shit, you know. <laughs> to me, that was like, I was speaking to people, white people and black people like that. So, like, what As a kid, I learned like a little when Ganejo was little oh. is, is that language development is, is also a pure learning experience. Yes. So, kids learn better from other kids. Right. And and so when when we were trying to to make sure like because right growing up in the suburbs like he does he's all by himself only child and at crash he's only with other English speaking and he went to a, yeah. a dual language crash so English speaking and Afrikaans speaking kids and so we had to find a way to get him to also hang out with kids who speak Zulu because. It, the the most unthinkable thing for me is for Imagine him, him growing to not, up and not speaking Zulu properly. Or not understand me speaking <sighs> to him in Zulu because I don't speak English all the time. You've right? just so, you've just hit on such a nerve because the weirdness of this conversation is that last night before I went to sleep, a friend of mine 
sent me this long voice note that she sent to a bunch of friends. Um, and she thought I'd find it amusing, and I did. And it's so interesting you bring this up now because she said she grew up with an Afrikaans mother and an English father. And so she learned to speak Afrikaans very well. And it was kind of, she hid it a little bit because it wasn't cool to speak Afrikaans mm-hmm. at an English school. And then later at Varsity, she dusted it off and she brought out the Afrikaans and she said, she, you know, the Afrikaans guys were hotter and she wanted to talk to them. <laughs> and, but she, she's embarrassed because she's got kids now who are failing Afrikaans. Mm. And she wants to try an experiment, which I think will be interesting. I've said to her, she must do it because there's no harm in trying. Her experiment is for at least the next term, which is what, a quarter of the year. She's only speaking Afrikaans to her kids. I mean, obviously, you know, emergencies accepted. And like if one of them is having a really emotional time, she said she's not going to force them to answer in Afrikaans. But for, for a period of like two, three, four months, she's going to insist on speaking Afrikaans to them so that she can get their Afrikaans back up and running. And I said to her, this is not just a thing for you. There are black parents all over South Africa who are very worried that their kids are not learning their home language yeah. because they don't speak it anywhere. So I sent Kadaho to two creches. It was everybody used to think I'm crazy. I sent him to two creches on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He went to his normal creche in Malville. And then on Thursdays and Fridays, he went to a creche in Pimville. Mm. <laughs> because where else is he going to find the kids to play with and speak to? Right. Right? Yeah. And I thought about that because my mother used to do that with us. My mother used to say no English. Right. No English on um, weekends, no English on school holidays. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, that's it. That's a clever system. So your friend can try definitely the no English. It helps, but it helps more to be with young people who speak the language because it's it's yeah you'll learn from your peers you not, learn from your peers because you learn, from, you a learn teacher. from old people it's, but it's also, i mean as we've discussed so many times on the show too there's a very big difference between like uh, zulu spoken in johannesburg and zulu spoken in like the deep deep parts of kzn <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, uh, and so, uh, a lot of people are not going to learn that stuff. A, a, a lot of people think, because m- both my parents are from KZN, mm. and so all my family, so a lot of people think my Zulu is weird township Zulu because it's mm. not really township because it's actually, and we spend lots of time in KZN. But in KZN, people can hear that I'm not from KZN. Right. But, yeah. It's like uh, the whole thing that got this conversation going. The Jamaicans. The Jamaicans. But also the Eng- <laughs> England has hundreds of accents. It's a tiny little island. It's not even, it's not even the size of the free state, I think. Mm. And really? Yet, yeah, I, I don't think it's that big. Maybe KZN size. But, but England, not even Scotland, Ireland, Wales, forget about those. Just England. They can tell if you're from Birmingham, a city. Or Cornish. Or if you're Cornish, or if you're York, uh, if you're from Yorkshire, or if you're from London. Lancashire, if you're from Manchester. Manchester, it's crazy. Manchester and Liverpool are like a couple of kilometers apart, right? They're not that far. Wow. And yet, a Scouse accent from Liverpool is so different from a Mancunian accent that it's almost as if you're in a different country. The way they pronounce huge swathes of the language completely differently. It's interesting to me that people, and I think it comes from 
first having a very homogenous society. Mm. And maybe this is why Zulus in KZN can pick up Zulu from not but from even, KZN. No, but even KZN you know? Zulu. So Richards Bay Zulu is not the same as Newcastle Zulu. Mm. It's not the same as... Right. So this is the same not thing. not the same but, as Umlazi But Zulu. what I mean is, first homogeneity, mm. so that it's all contained and like... You know, Zulu speakers back in the day, we're talking like 17, 1800s, just like English speakers back in the day, it was allowed to grow and flower as a language on its own within certain bounds. Mm. And then the specialization mm. and the breakaway language. Come. I'd love to speak to a professor of linguistics about this, find out how it works. Because what people are doing now, uh, these linguistics people, is they're going and they're listening to recordings from 100 years ago of how people spoke and picking up what the differences are. Because we think if you suddenly got in a time machine and you went back to 1600 oh, wow. and you spoke to someone in English, you think someone would, un they wouldn't understand a word. Probably not. Even though they're writing in old English, mm. the accent was so different. The sounds that they made were so different. If you went back in time now, and that's in English, forget other languages, which are even more complicated in some ways. And, and you know, uh, French has changed an enormous amount. German has changed a lot. So if you think that you could go back and be understood, you're wrong. Mm. It would be way, way harder for you to go back even 200 years into a country where they speak sure. the language you speak now than it would be for an American to understand an Englishman or vice versa. Mm, mm. And you know how different those accents are. It's amazing. So a couple of comments here. Um, I think most black parents like that their kids don't speak their mother tongue. It becomes a status thing, says Snae. It's also so embarrassing when we go to the farms and these kids speak English to old people. <laughs> Vyasin says, my wife is colored, spoke Afrikaans as a home language. Now she only speaks it when she's upset. <laughs> Which is exactly why Kaneho had to know Zulu. Because when you're upset, it's hard to not be in your mother tongue. So, uh, Vincent says, I'm learning Spanish to understand my new oh, girlfriend. Wow. God damn it, difficult as fuck. I'm never getting laid soon. Well, <laughs> interesting. Like my, But my you've got lots of motivation there, Vincent. Sure. You, that's Plenty a hell of, of a good motivation. reason to learn it. Yeah. If you don't learn Spanish quickly, you're never going to get laid. Um, my sister and her boyfriend have been on Duolingo learning Spanish for ages. Another friend of mine has also been doing that. Apparently that's terrific. I have always wanted to learn French. And I've been thinking that Duolingo might be my thing. Do it, Pums. Do it. It's not difficult. And, and you have a thing for language. You could definitely do it. Uh, South African born in South Africa says... Oh, that's a hell of a name, by the way. My daughter and I started learning Zulu. She's an eight-year-old homeschooler, and then it cuts off. Oh, the rest. I, so I wonder if the two mm. of you are learning Zulu, who you are learning from. Because here's the thing. Learning a language is also about hearing it. Yeah. It's, reading it yes. isn't enough. You've got to hear some of these. Well, Peter makes a good point about Afrikaans. In Gauteng, the Free State, and the Cape are three different dialects. They are. They are. For example, if, if, um, if you meet an Afrikaans person from the Cape, they say ik, not ak. If you meet someone from Afri uh, who's Afrikaans from Pretoria, they go ak. It's like this horrible <laughs> glottal sound. No, really. Have and you seen that TikTok? There's a TikTok with a girl from Umslanga who... <sighs> A white girl yeah. who moves to um, Pretoria to mm. UP, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and her mind is blown because 
in Durban, a lot of people don't speak Afrikaans. You never hear Afrikaans. You don't even there see Afrikaans. There are people Afrikaans with Afrikaans surnames in Durban who's never, who've never spoken Afrikaans. And yeah. she, her mind is blown. She is just like, people there speak Afrikaans all the time. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, people speak right. Afrikaans there. Her mind is blown. It's such a cute TikTok. She's going, I never thought it was a thing that there are people who speak this language. Yeah. Um, and also there's a, there's a funny thing about, like I've mentioned this before on the show, but in English, South African English, uh, there's a big difference between the way English speaking people say certain sounds in KZN and the way they say them in the rest of the country. Like in KZN, people say milk, fish, chicken, it, the it also has to do, you know, it also has to do with the, with the missionaries yes. who taught Absolutely. the language. So if you go kind of south, in, in the south coast, there's well, a you lot told of Scottish. Me, you told me a fascinating thing about Sutu, Sutu. Yeah. and about how the, 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 the German missionaries and French missionaries. French missionaries. That's why it's less Sutu right. as in the Sutu. Right. And that's why Swedes in Sutu are called Dipompong. And yeah, it's amazing. You know, it was almost a French colony. If 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 the French had lost, well, it, it could also. I mean, I think you're you're right that it has missionaries involved in it. But but that milk fish chicken thing that people in KZN do, where everyone else is milk fish chicken, it's kind of it's extreme if you look at Australia and New Zealand because they say milk fish chicken. Mm. They're also on the far eastern side of that part of the world. And the western side of that part of the world, Australia, is milk fish chicken. It's like a, it's the other end of the eye scale. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's wild. I think that this stuff is fascinating. Okay. Note to the producers, we need a linguistics. Yeah, we must get a professor of linguistics or something. We had the best professor of linguistics when I was at university. Um, and he... I mean, it was it was really because he could do all the accents as well. So, <laughs> so you listened to him in a lecture, and it was like going what? around the world. Oh yeah, 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 fascinating. It was English linguistics, obviously, mm -hmm. so it was all in English. But the different sounds, where they come from, um, because obviously our alphabets, you know, those what twenty six letters, twenty six, and they don't completely encompass all the sounds. And English is the most complicated language because it's got German influence, French influence. It's got a uh, bit of Scottish that's been brought down, some Scandinavian words. There's a whole wow. mix of stuff there. I mean, if you listen to someone from East Anglia in England, they so many of their place names and, and the names of people there are directly from Scandinavia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you, you can almost do a, a kind of swap, and they, they would be closer to Danish than they would be to German. So we, I've also wondered about this and now that we're speaking about languages when you because you studied law um is there someone teaching you how to say these latin words that no are because in, in the because we don't know for example the word um yuria or yura or yuri yuri uh has to it's jury it's law mm. it's uh it's it's a no one knows how to pronounce it or how to spell it even because in Italian, you would say Julia for Julia, mm -hmm. which comes from the the, the, the root Yul, mm -hmm. right, law. 
Um, but we don't know if it's E-U-L, I-U-L, I-U-L-A, mm-hmm. um, or if it's J, if you pronounce the J or not. So you, we're all saying Julius Caesar. Uh, Julio Cesare. Is it meant to be Julio Cesare or is it meant to be Julio, Julio. Cesare? We don't know how the Romans spoke. And there's amazing uh, stuff you could follow on social media where there are these people who try to reconstruct the way the language would have been spoken. Mm. Of course, there's no way to know for sure um, because we can't get a moving tongue in a mouth making the sound, no matter what. Mm. Um, But we could see how it was spelt, but we have no idea whether it was even pronounced U or U. Wow. I mean, these are very... Because that I often wonder about because when... Last week, I was watching the hearing with Judge Makubele. Yes. And the whole time, I'm I'm listening to her speaking in English, and I'm thinking, you, this lady. I wonder when she's then having to say all of these, like, Latin words, how is, is that going to go down? And that <laughs> fascinates me. Like, like, things like prima facie, yeah. right? Or is it prima facie? Yeah, because they all pronounce it differently. But you know what it is. It's like uh, a priori or a priori. You don't know how to pronounce it. Or contra bonus bonus mores, or contra bonus mores. It all gets anglicized, or and then you get then you get terrible like Afrikaans accents thrown on top of that, which is even more scary. And that's how I learned so many of these terms at university, and they're horrible. Um, but we don't know how how Latin was spoken. And I mean, if you consider how different French and Spanish are, and yet they come from the same root, mm. and Italian is very different to Spanish and to French, there's some things they can understand about mm. each other, but there's a lot that they don't. Sure. I mean, my sister's learning Spanish, and I can speak French, and it's very difficult for me to decipher even when she writes things down oh, really? what she means in Spanish, even though they have the same root. There's a, yeah. Mm. It's very difficult. Um, pan is uh, bread in French, pan. But that's obvious. That's an easy one. There's some much more complicated things. And, I, and, and some, you, you're also talking about how things uh, develop in the society. Like, I recently learned that the reason the Spanish have so many thirds, like Ibiza and all of that, is because they actually had a king who had a mm. lisp. Yes. <laughs> One of the inbred Habsburgs. Um, so that's also, like, that's also why that's Imagine. why so that's why Mexicans don't make that sound mm. because their Spanish was already rooted by the time that king came along. So they speak Spanish as it would have been spoken without the lispy without all king, of that without the, the lispy king. The whole of Spain started doing <laughs> because the king had a lisp because he was inbred. And now they think that that's a pure kind of Spanish, especially in Catalonia, right? That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how they speak there. And, and, and it was to not embarrass the king. That's insane. Yeah. Yes. An entire like yes. people and yes. their language, An de- language development based on... Barcelona. <laughs> what for? Because the king could had a lisp. Right. Madness. All right, so we've got a couple of comments here that are interesting. The Cape Town colored accent is also very different from the colored accent in KZN. Yes, that's correct, Snae. And that is entirely South African. Do you know 
that the Cape Colored population is one of only two populations in the world that are completely, um, I wouldn't say indigenous, but that have that have come from an admixture of cultures and only ex- exists in one place. Wow. One of only two. The only other Where's place. Where's the other one? Jamaicans and Caribbeans in London. <laughs> no, really. Like especially in Jamaicans Brit- and yeah. Caribbeans in London. In London. So oh. that that culture, those accents are totally contained. In other words, they can't. They don't exist anywhere They don't else. exist anywhere else. They're a completely unique mixture. Wow. Like Cape Coloreds. There are no other Cape Coloreds around the world that they can relate to like Cape Coloreds from the Cape. And that's because it was this mixture of Malay. white and black and Malay and sand and all of these things. It's fascinating. Whoa. Yeah. So that's that's very cool. I'm trying I'm trying to think what the exact term is that they use to describe these these two distinct communities, but I think it's fascinating. I love that the Again. other one is in London. No, very done. cool. Uh, oh, Ryan's did, brought us. Ryan Ryan's trying to keep us, us on uh, track here. Thank you, Ryan. Otherwise, God knows what we'll start talking about. We've spent an, a half an hour basically talking about linguistics. <laughs> hmm. uh, apparently, Juan, uh, Spanish for John. Yes, we know that. Thanks for that, Jared. Juan. Uh, my parents used to say, leave your English in the laundry basket with your school uniform. This is a casa household, literally hey. like that in English, says Sanele. That's interesting. In KZN, Afrikaans is a foreign language. I've had to act as an Afrikaans translator for friends from there on a road trip through the Karoo. <laughs> yeah. True story, Baba. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, in, in KZN, English and Zulu. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Everybody, I was I was telling this to someone who was saying he, he he was telling me about a friend of his who grew up near Richards Bay and speaks fluent Zulu, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that happens. People speak all Zulu. the time, yeah. <laughs> people actually. Speak so I Zulu I remember we learned we learned Zulu, and this was prior to '94, obviously. We learned Zulu at uh, primary school, and I could I, I my Zulu was much better when I was a kid, <laughs> but then we moved back up here, and we didn't have to study. Zulu. Mm. But we it was compulsory from grade one at school for me when wow. I was in KZN. You had to learn it. In KZN, people speak yeah. Zulu. Uh, there's a YouTuber who speaks old Latin to the Romans on the street. It's very interesting. Some can understand a little. Mm. Yeah, that's how much that language has changed. Uh, and in Joburg, also the colored accent from Ealdos is different from the colored accent in Innerdale or Westbury. <laughs> You're right. That's correct. Um, I am fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, says John. Wow. Read and write can hear maybe 25% of French and Italian. Huh. Yeah, I think it's uh, this is amazing stuff. I love this stuff. I'm sorry that it all came up as a result of me playing that uh, cousin of my mother's in Jamaica, but I think it's fascinating stuff. All right, let's move on. Got so many things to talk about this morning. You were in KZN this past weekend. I was. I oh. went to. I took my dad. Um, I drove down to KZN with my dad to go to a funeral. One of his oldest friends. They mm. were friends since they were like five years old or something. Sure. Passed away. Wow. Um, and so <laughs> we went. And I, and I love road tripping with my dad because my dad has so many stories. And... And he can tell you, he knows 
history and knows that my dad is just amazing and and a fantastic storyteller but it was so nice because when we were little and we used to do that trip I mean that trip I think I know it with my eyes closed I actually <laughs> think my body knows how to drive down that road what's the destination um outside Dundee so oh, in a okay. village called clones mm. which which actually is called clonis it Clonies. took me I was a full-grown adult before I knew that it is actually an English word, clones. Hmm. And because <laughs> all those farms near there have English words like Milford. Yeah. And, but mm -hmm. I was an adult before I actually figured out that the way these words are said is not what these words are when they're written down. <laughs> and one of the things we used to do is, you know, you'd see trains, but those long goods trains. So you'd count the the carriages on the goods train. I have been driving probably in the past four years, haven't seen trains on that road. You just don't, you never used to. And this weekend, I noticed, we saw at least three. But like, long, long, That's very long good news. Good. Trains. I know, I was very, very excited to see it. It's exciting to see it because you're also you're trying to count how many uh I wonder, if, I wonder if that's full, full of coal going I, I down to Richards Bay. That's because, uh, oh, so they were going down towards Richards Bay. But I, I was wondering because obviously a lot of trucks have been um, targeted on the roads. That could be part of it. And also the rail infrastructure has been so utterly, you know, yeah. poorly maintained. Yeah. Um, but this is good news. This is good. But this is the stuff we're exporting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if the rail works going that way, it works going the other way. I saw trains in both directions. Good. Empty ones and good. one empty one and two full ones. But I hope they're using it for all the goods as well because we've got too many trucks on the road. Just way too many. That's why our roads and, are in such bad condition. And that that trip down to KZ. So the, this particular, because it's, you know, a lot of people will travel on the N3 because the most common route is kind of going down to mm. the coast. But we go off the, the main Where do you go? For the escort? No, no, no. <coughs> Long before that. Long before that. Harry Smith? Because we go towards Standerton. No, no, no. Even oh, before yeah. That. In yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, go, yeah, so you okay, go in Pumalanga. Standerton, right. Folksrest, Newcastle. That's Dunhauser. Oh, okay. All of it is off the beaten track. I can't believe we have a place. I know about it. I knew it existed called Dunhauser here in South Africa. I mean, that's, <laughs> We have lots that's of German, so German places. I know. We have Stutterheim. Stutterheim. <laughs> yeah. Stutterheim. My God. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, we drive through Dunhauser to get Dunhauser. <laughs> I drive through there to get, and through Glencowie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's about as Scottish as they come. See how messed up. I like this. I think you know people who are against like cultural appropriation. You guys are missing out on all the fun. <laughs> if we've learned anything in the last hour, it's that every language and every culture is made better by the admixture of others. Mm, no, it's, listen, but that, and it's amazing, that drive right now, because unfortunately a lot of KZN has uh, been flooding mm. over the past couple Jesus. of weeks because we've had so much rain. Tell me about it. We were caught in both directions in quite bad storms. Mm. Um, but my goodness, driving there and just the rolling hills of KZN, 
green, green, green. It's just. We learned a song at primary school. <laughs> we went, uh, green are the hills of Natal. I promise you, I still remember it. <laughs> Used to sing it in assembly. Oh, baby, and green are the hills <laughs> right now as well. Beautiful, so nice. yeah, it's beautiful. That is pretty. That's pretty amazing, and it is one of the most magnificent provinces. I mean, they all, they all have their charm, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. KZN's got something special, especially when it comes to those green hills. Okay, we want to uh, to hear from you in the comments. Make sure you drop us a comment if you haven't already subscribed and liked. Then we're just not going to talk to you. We'll just end the show right now. Um, we've got some news to talk about. So you brought up last week the TB Joshua expose. I don't know if you've noticed that YouTube have terminated the official channel of the disgraceful Nigerian televangelist TB Joshua's mega church for violating its hate speech policies. Comes a week after investigation by the BBC and Open Democracy uncovered evidence of widespread sexual abuse and torture by the late preacher. Uh, Emmanuel TV played a key role in the rise from local pastor to global star. TB Joshua died in 2021, but his synagogue, Church of All Nations, is now run by his wife, Evelyn. Church... I thought it collapsed to that thing. That's, no. that's... No. The church has not commented on the removal from YouTube, but said previous allegations of wrongdoing have now been unfounded. Uh, of course, they would say that. Emmanuel TV has had more than a half a million followers on YouTube and hundreds of millions of views. It's the second time in three years that its YouTube channel has been suspended following previous breaches of the platform's community guidelines. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm falling behind. I'm already falling behind. It's only the 1st of February and I'm already falling behind because I still Banned. haven't seen. I still have not seen that TV Joshua docky. I, I yeah. didn't know about this until you told me. What are you talking about? Yay! Um... Can I tell you about Elmo? Please. I, oh, this, man. Just uh, use this as an illustration of how sick America is. Elmo, who's a Muppet. Muppet. Who is um, the Muppet. We had a song, right? How does the Elmo song go? La, 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 Elmo song. Because I used to play it as a joke. I even know it. <laughs> way after my time, but... Elmo the Muppet. He's the red one, right? W went on to X, Twitter, and just said, <laughs> how are you on X? This is all. What happens? All the mentally ill come crawling out of their shitholes and they share stories of grief and despair with a Muppet. People are lonely and they're pathetic and they're sad and they're broken. And some of them have good reason for being like that, and some have no good reason for being like that. They're just so wrapped up in being a victim that when Elmo the Muppet asks them, they see it as an opportunity to complain. So the Sesame Street character has now responded saying he's glad he asked and posting the hashtag emotional well-being. So I did not know that's where that started. I saw all of the various Sesame Street characters saying, oh, you know, We'll listen. We're all of that kind of coming out to say. So I did not know that is where that started. That's a little bit like that girl, the South African girl that that Ujua King. Hmm? You you don't know about this? No, of course not. I'm not. On what? X. I'm no. not on X. This. So this is a, a. It's a more than a couple of years now. 
So she tweeted a which is a, what's eating you. Mm. And this just that opened the floodgates. Created I mean, she was featured on BBC. They okay, well, talked about it because this, it had so many responses I, I, and people I, I just... I think it's the same route. Like, but, but, but let's just focus on the fact that there are so many people in America either so lonely, so disengaged from reality, uh, so in their own heads, that when a Muppet says, and this is what he said, Elmo just checking in, how's everybody doing? Cue a collective breakdown on the internet. Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here, wrote one user. The world is burning around us, Elmo, said YouTuber <laughs> Stephen McKinney. The world is burning around Sweet us. Sweet Jesus. I mean, really, you know, if you are replying to a Muppet saying the world is burning around us, I don't care how bad your personal conditions are. Get some perspective. First of all, you're replying to a Muppet. A person pretending to be a Muppet, even. Okay. Second of all, do you really believe that you are in some way suffering, that the world is worse right now than it has ever been for any other humans? Have you not read a single scrap, not a sentence of history, to realize that every single person in your family tree, going back as far as we can work, has had a much more difficult and arduous existence than you? Because they say mental health is on the rise, mental uh, unwellness. Uh, mental illness, illness, difficulty, people's emotional well-being is going down, their stress and trauma is going up, and that's as may be. That's their perception of the world. But it's also because never before have we had to listen to more moaning and whining and kicking and gnashing of teeth than we have now because all of these people, have they think they have an audience by going on social media. And when Elmo asks, they're like, oh, this is my chance to bitch about my life and the world. It's a Muppet. <laughs> really, what we should do when a Muppet asks, how are you, is uh, respond with something funny. I'm wondering if anybody did. Uh, there must have been, but they were Some far. Some cool ones, but no one talks about mm -mm. those. No, but by far in the minority anyway. Really? Uh, yeah, people were very, very un unhappy. So eventually Elmo had to go on and say, I'm glad I asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they're doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Adults, by the way. These are not children. Jeez. Okay, These are American adults who are responding to a Muppet. Ladies and gentlemen, we have lost our way as a species. <sighs> and still we have no uh, hoverboards. The cookie monster joined in. The cookie monster. Me here to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Me here. This is. Oh, I love it. Do it. Do it. Very, do it. Do it. It's very difficult for me to take this seriously, but I'm going to try. We have Dr. Hanan on every Monday, right? And uh, it's South Africans are not like Americans. We're we're not as emotionally fragile, but people come with their stories. If if we were emotionally fragile, we'd like, be finished. Hey, we'd have to shut we'd the country finished. down. But here it is. So let me try this cookie monster. Me here to talk it out whenever you want. <laughs> I sound I like that. I sound like Yoda. <laughs> me. Is that is that? We'll also Elmo? supply cookies. Elmo's best friend Bert added, "I'm here if you have." These are Muppets. 
<laughs> okay, let's 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 look on the should should we look on the bright side and say at least they're like not keeping it in. They're letting it out. I don't understand. I really I just don't, don't keep it to yourself. I think that's that's a good thing that they are out there putting it out there. No, I think That's crazy though. Uh, of course it is. That is quite so, so Sesame crazy. Street, which is a show for children, has had to share a mental health resource on their official X account. Now, again, I don't think these are children. Well, these s- are not children. You can't have a, no, okay, they're not. You can't have an account unless you're what sixteen or over. But I mean, even if a couple of eleven-year-olds sneak in, it's not six and seven-year-olds who the programs are aimed at. Sesame Street is not for people over the age of what seven or eight, right? And these are adults responding to Sesame Street characters and going, ah, here's my opportunity to unburden myself of all of my mental health issues because I'm a loser and I'm pathetic. I'm sorry. It's true. And Elmo should be saying this. Elmo should be going, you're a loser. Hi, Gareth. Yes. That's why you're unhappy because you're a loser. Let the record show I tried to stop him. (laughs) If you are going to a Muppet... To counsel you, you're a loser. There is no other way to put this. You know we're getting stupider, by the way. Do you know that our collective IQ, which has been on the up and up for years, humanity's measured IQ, they do all the IQ scores, they had to keep calibrating it down because we were getting cleverer and cleverer, right? Mm. Up to... Up to around about the millennium when it turned. So we've had 24 years since then. Guess what the trend is? Down. This is why. It's a pendulum. It's not a pendulum. We, this is we, a, we're, we, are, we arrived. We no, ha- we were there. Now we're going back to. We used to have the Concord. We used to have the Concord. Listen, do not get me started about the things we don't have. The things that like... As a species, TV, we, we used TV, to... TV, like, beyond 2000 promised us, like... Hoverboards. Hoverboards, about, yeah. flying cars. Where's where's that? Where's, where's my hoverboard? Within 50 years or less, they went from the invention of space... Uh, of flight to the landing on the moon. Okay. And we have lip sync battle. Exactly. <laughs> Getting dumber. <laughs> Hate lip sync battle. We're getting dumber. Oh yeah, yeah. And battle. now people are going to the Muppets for mental health advice because they're so disgraced. And we've got to bring back shame. You know, uh, Ben and Simpiwe and I have spoken about this on a Friday show so many times. Where's your bell? Where's your need- shame bell? Here's the shame bell. Shame. 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 If you are a Muppet uh, seeking. A mental health patient, shame on you. On the other hand, if you are a parent to a young person who's not sure what they want to do with their life, psychology is the thing to study. Oh, there's going to be so much work for them. Psychology is the thing to study. So much work for them. Unbelievable. 
The Elmo f- story makes me feel like, as a species, we deserve pedophilia. Lol, kidding, calm down, says That's it. We're Maybe done. Mr. Chinwag should make an appearance for the South African audience. Remember Mr. No, Chinwag? No, 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 no. From no, no. what was that show called? Kiddio. <laughs> Kiddio. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. We, we, uh, 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 uh. South Africans have got TikTok to vent on. Oh South God. African TikTok, Wh- whichever way you slice or dice it, South African TikTok. <laughs> that's where that's that's where we our therapy is. People are losing their minds on TikTok. How about you just cope with life and you don't need to constantly be um, unburdening yourself to someone who doesn't know you or doesn't care and you have to pay them to listen because you're so dreary. But I think that's How about that? I think one of the reasons why <laughs> social media attracts this kind of thing is precisely because of the anonymity. That mm. when you put this shit out there, no, it's, like it's, no it, one really knows. It's just pathetic. It's pathetic. Sort out your shit before... You, you know, we have Dr. Hanan on, on, and maybe we must talk to him about this on a Monday because I think there's just too much. We've got the, you talk about the pendulum. We've swung so far into people's emotional well being that they are completely emotional all the time. And they've forgotten that some stuff is for you to deal with on your own in quiet while you're going for a walk or you're out in nature. You're doing something that doesn't involve other people. We don't need to hear. I don't want to know about what happened in your life that made you the disaster that you are right now. I don't care. I'm putting that out there. I don't care about how sad and difficult your life is. Just letting you know. In case anyone's feeling like sharing with me, I'm not fucking Elmo. I don't know if Got anybody's me? sharing with you. Good. No, no. That, I'm so relieved. And trust me, you're relieved too. Because if you come and share with me, you're going to get exactly the opposite of <laughs> compassion and mental health links shared on my bio. <laughs> Had it. Oh, I've had it. We are getting stupid as a species. We deserve that comment. So May it we're come. never getting we're never getting hoverboards then. Not unlikely. Highly unlikely. So later on, Gayton McKenzie joins us after a long and protracted absence from the burning platform, Bumi. So you and I get to question Gayton about all of the things. He's of course president of the Patriotic Alliance former executive mayor of the Central Karoo District Municipality in South Africa, and a potential kingmaker in a number of ways, places, shapes, and forms. Gaten yes, McKenzie. that is me rolling my eyes. Yeah, I know. And you want to probably talk to him, among other things, about what he's doing on the border in Limpopo, right? So this this little paper that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if Ryan was giving me this to give me, like, guardrails. Because it's like four, one, two, three. So here's what Gaten wants to talk about, right? Are all races being treated equally in South Africa? Farm murders, Israel and Palestine, the chances of the PA in the election, the land issue. What do you say to the allegation that you're only chasing black illegal foreigners? Cape exit and conscription. Those are all, each one of those is worth a burning platform on its own. So you can imagine the fire that we're going to have after 7 o'clock this morning. I hope you're ready for it. It's going to be a hell of an episode, right, Pumi? It'll be interesting. 
So just quickly before we go to the burning platform, you bought the newspaper for the first time. In, in a, a very time. long time. <laughs> where did you even find one? <laughs> where, where do you find newspapers these They have it at my spa. It used to be a sign of smart people. And you remember when you got on the plane once, they used to give you a newspaper. Mm. And you would read it on the plane. and uh, On your way to Cape Town. Correct, and it was a it was a it was a thing people did. There was that's because there was enough space in those days for you to be able to. <laughs> now, now the impossible. seats are like this. You, you can't even open do it with a, a paper. Yeah, you, know, you can't even open a magazine Jeez. on the seats now. But it used to be a thing, right? It, that that you smart people would read the paper in the morning. Listen, we used to when my dad drove us to church, we would stop and get the paper. And then on our way back, uh, when we come back from church, that, that would be Sunday afternoon. After Sunday lunch, the paper, all the various pieces of the paper, the magazine, the na-na-na-na-na. But there's... The cartoon. Yeah. It, and Barry Ronge. <laughs> but... It, spit, it, spit and polish with Barry <laughs> and Barry Ronger. Yeah, yeah no, everybody read Barry Ronger because he was witty and entertaining. It was, it was a thing. And so the paper is now this thin. First of all, it doesn't even take two hours. <laughs> Never mind the whole Sunday afternoon right. to read. Oh, this is the Sunday Times. All the Sunday papers. Yes. I got the City Press and oh, the Sunday Times. Okay. Keeping us um, all honest, are you, Pumi? Ah, you know, it's every now and again it's good to to see what's out there in the papers, but it's not the same, man. I suffer. What an but, interesting relic uh, that you went in. <laughs> this is like when I when we talk about Latin, you know, the newspapers. Wow, yes, people papers. are listening. There are there are people under the age of thirty listening to us now, going, "What? The what hell is, is a newspaper?" That? I know, like unfurling the whole thing in the dining room table. It was hectic. <laughs> it really was. It was. It really was. But did but, you read but, anything but, interesting? But was but. there anything worthwhile? Dumiso Ngobo. Yes. Has a. I think it's somewhat funny. I, you know, but. It got me thinking. His article, his little opinion what did he write piece. about? He he wrote about trying to raise world citizens, right? Mm. Global citizens mm -hmm. in his kids, but also he spoke about how South Africans we talk to everyone. Like when you're like, even on that plane, now that you can't read the newspaper, you tend to talk to the person next to you. Yes, or we we're just nice. Yes, I, it's people. one of the things I like about us. Well, he tells a story of sitting on a bench in London, watching the river, having a beer, because you can't do that in London. You can drink outside mm -hmm. and with an old man and saying to the old man, you know, back home in South Africa, we couldn't do this. We'd be arrested drinking out here in public. And the old man kept saying, I beg your pardon. Because <laughs> he didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> And he thought the guy can't hear him. So he kept talking louder. <laughs> yeah, because as much as we can't drink out there in the park bench looking at the lake, in England, they can't talk to each other. <laughs> they can't. It's not a rule, but they don't. They don't speak to each other in the tube. And he's, he's like, this guy kept saying, I beg your pardon. 
And oh. he kept speaking louder. He kept saying, What he meant was, please thing, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Until the old man just got up and walked away oh from him God, to say, Do funny. I know you? Yeah. Like, why, why are you, are you talking, talking to me? me? Very South African. That's very South African. I like it though. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. All right, listen, we've got to. Cl- uh, I think we should we should share that with the rest of the world. That's what South Africa can well, give to the Well, thank God you. If you didn't tell us, but if you didn't, if you didn't tell us about uh, Ndumisong Ngobo's uh, article, we wouldn't have known because nobody who listens to the show bothers to read the papers either. <laughs> no one knows who Ndumisong is. All right, coming up, Gayton McKenzie makes a uh, triumphant return to the burning platform. We got to talk to him about a lot of things this morning. Very excited to have him on next. Stick around. Cliffcentral.com. It is Thursday morning. Pumi Mashikho is here with me. You are here with us, and we will be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com.